Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, as well as the automotive and social media worlds. You join me, your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, as well as my girlfriend slash producer, Vicky. Hi, everyone. Again, I'm back. You're back. She has returned uh, after her short... um, disappearance <laughs> last episode i was when actually there she when, was when actually the episode there. was filmed i was there but yeah. i wasn't allowed to talk she you no no you were allowed but we decided that you weren't going to be a part of that episode Take because a break. yeah you were taking a break because instead i had a guest i had ollie webb dialing into the show while i was while i was dialing him more realistically um but it was the first time we were sort of trialing this phone call-esque interview and it just seemed a bit simpler for me to go on a rant for the first 20 minutes uh leaving Vicky out of things and then having Ollie on. But Vicky has returned. For those of you that complained on the previous episode, you have overinflated her ego now. Uh, and she thinks that she is the star of this podcast, which... No, I don't. I just think I deserve a co-host title. Co-host? Yes. That's bold. I don't understand why I have to be a producer. Because that's a very much behind-the-scenes kind of role. Yeah, I thought that's what I... This is new information to me. You've picked... Anyway, I'll leave you with that thought. Well, no, you've decide... picked a very public moment to start trying to go for a, a applying new... Applying for a new job. You're applying for a new job <laughs> or a promotion. Uh, and I think we're going to have to talk about this with HR next week. Um, <laughs> anyway, you join us in Trondheim, Norway. I hope that's how you pronounce it. It doesn't look like one of those Norwegian words that is pronounced differently. Unlike Bodo, where we were last night, which apparently is not pronounced Bodo, it's something like Bodo. Yeah, I don't don't remember. We we met a random fisherman who said, we kept saying to him, we're going to Bodo? And he was like, yeah, Bodo. And we're like, no, Bodo. No, Bodo, B-O-D-O. And he was like, no, it's Bodo or something. So we we didn't even remember it. We haven't been doing well with the uh, Scandinavian pronunciations. But we are here because we've been doing this kind of mini Scandinavian tour. And we're going to be getting into all the details of that and teasing some of the upcoming content in today's podcast. Um, I'm also going to be touching on the new Porsche 718 Cayman GT4 and Boxster Spider. 
side. I'm sure Vicky will be chipping in as well, considering that uh, we owned, well, I owned a 718 Cayman S. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky didn't own it. Uh, but it was a sort of, it was a family car, let's call it that. It was a car that we used a lot, and Vicky did do some uh, driving We're in. We're not a family. Well, okay, calm down. I'm just trying to make make it, tie it all together very nicely. Uh, but we'll be touching on that, uh, as well as answering some of the questions that you guys have submitted over on Instagram about the trip. Uh, and anything else in particular you want to talk about in this episode? Maybe. Because Things might the, pop the, the, up. The, we, we can, yeah, we can, I guess we can start up to you, but we can start from the current situation. Yeah, okay, so let's do that. Here we go. <laughs> Ready to roll. I have no idea what episode we're up to now, but here it is. This week's episode of Behind the Glass. So yes, this is our sort of Scandinavian mini tour. Uh, really, it marks the end, or, or really nearly the end, of our mainland European leg of Drive the World. So back in, was it April or March? I think it was the end of March that we set off. End of March, yeah. End of March, we set off from the UK in a Porsche UK 911 Turbo S. Uh, and now at the end of June, you find us in Scandinavia. And the sort of whole route, the whole route around Europe was kind of uh, based on these dates in Scandinavia. And when I say Scandinavia, I'm specifically talking about Finland, Sweden and Norway. Uh, mainly because I wanted to come here when it was at its potentially driest, so end of June or early July. Uh, but also, to sort of get here, it needed to coincide with our return to the UK, just because of a logistics point of view. One thing which I think I knew but maybe forgotten was just how huge these countries are. And when planning our route across Finland, Sweden and Norway, the big question is, do you get a ferry from Helsinki across to Stockholm, which is the kind of shortcut, or do you go up into Lapland and the Arctic Circle and then try and drive, you know, across the countries? We decided for the latter, and day four, I think it is, uh, today, we're starting to regret that <laughs> ever so slightly. Um, we're exhausted. We are exhausted. <laughs> um, it's basically there were a whole load of factors that threw us a little bit off track with our route. Uh, let me take you back about a month or so now when we left Bulgaria, which was kind of our midpoint on the European leg. Uh, after that, we had some very exciting sort of activations taking place with various sponsors. You may remember Pirelli came on board um, and invited me down to their Pirelli P0 World in Munich. Um, we had a few other different obligations to meet and a few opportunities present themselves, which seemed too good to turn, turn down, like the mass Audi R8 collection in Ingolstadt, Germany. And so we were sort of uh, moving and shifting some dates and some locations of the route. We had to unfortunately cancel our stop off in Prague in the Czech, Re Czech Republic, which I was a bit gutted about. Um, we also had to change some of our destinations in Germany and our routings and really cut short our route through the Baltics. So Poland, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia. And what it's resulted in is the last 10 days have been just constantly on the road. I think every day we've done six or seven hour drives, got into a hotel, fallen asleep, woken up the next morning and done another six or seven hour drive. And we've seen some amazing places. We've been to some amazing places. Um, 
but it's all becoming a bit of a blur and we're starting to really yeah it's it's starting to take its toll a little bit we have two more days ahead really we we've got another day tomorrow where we're heading down to Alshund again i don't think i'm pronouncing that right but it's on the Alisund, yeah, you have to sort of put the sword, you have to put a lot of, they do a lot of sort of, I think that's a bit racist, but, <laughs> oh my God. no, I think, but like, I think I'm getting that, I think it helps if you put in your, um, it's, you sort of get there, so we're going to Alisund, uh, which is on the far western coast, um, some of you may know it because it's near Christiansund, which is where the Atlantic Ocean Road is uh, one of the most sort of iconic, I think, roads in Europe, if not around the world. If you don't know about it, type it in Google. Um, I will be sure. Or watch the video. Well, there we go. That's what I was going to tease. I say, don't type it into Google. <laughs> Hold tight, and hopefully, it's going to feature in a video on the main channel coming soon. But it might not. It might not as well, because it depends. Firstly, if we make it there with our exhaustion, but secondly, the weather and various factors. Because, yeah, right now, all we want to do is head south to Oslo and fall asleep in a spa in some hotel somewhere. Uh, but that's where we will eventually end up. So after Alishund, uh, we then do another seven-hour drive uh, down to Oslo. It all what- just seems slightly pointless at one point. Though- like you're just, you, we're just kind of going back and forth and back and forth, and it's so hard to plan the route and the, you know, the the actual itinerary, so that we get to do everything that we want to do, everything that we should do for the channel, and have time to sleep and have time to eat. It, it's just impossible. We've basically realised we're running majorly out of time to drive around the world <laughs> to exist um, i did actually receive a message about this on instagram somebody dm'd me saying i've just seen your route through scandinavia you're mad well yeah have when are you going to sleep like when are you going to sleep because your your drives are eight or nine hours per day and the thing is we are stopping off to take photos and to film and get the drone in the air and take selfies and explore moments. You know, we don't want to literally just be sitting in the car seeing these places flash by. So we do try and get out and see some stuff from a personal point of view, but also from a content point of view. Um, And that obviously slows us down a little bit. Uh, And I've lost my train of thought. But Oh, no, sorry, editing. Oh, there we go. (laughs) My primary job. Or recording Um, this podcast. Or recording this podcast. It is currently... 11 p.m. Those of you watching on the YouTube channel, if I was to open those curtains behind me in our hotel room, you would still, it's still broad daylight. Broad daylight or bright daylight? Broad daylight. Broad daylight. A very strange thing about Scandinavia this time of year, or Lapland or the the northern hemisphere, uh, is the sun really doesn't set. So 11 p.m. it is is really, really bright and that throws you off a little bit. Um, But yeah, we're recording this podcast at 11pm at night because we arrived here at our hotel at 9pm, had some dinner and have now returned. And after this, I'm going to be editing a video. We feel majorly jet lagged, even though we haven't taken a flight or we're not in a different hemisphere. Well, we are in a different hemisphere, I guess. But we've slowly entered it. Yes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we sound like we're complaining, which we shouldn't, because we are having an amazing time, and we are doing a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience, or having a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And I say that because we probably wouldn't do it again. <laughs> we probably wouldn't choose to do it again. That's why it's once-in-a-lifetime. Um, but all in all, the reason we're here, the reason we're doing this, is that I've been to Scandinavia a couple of times before, but only when it's been covered in snow. Um, And so I really wanted to come back when it was supposedly going to be sunnier and drier uh, and see this incredible landscape, the fjords of Norway, um, the lakes of Finland, 
I don't really know what in northern Sweden, but it turned out to be incredible. Uh, however, it's also been plagued by rain. Uh, and just because of the fact that we just are always running against the clock on Drive the World, we're always chasing our tails in terms of routes and itineraries and deadlines and logistics. Um, it's just meant the last 10 days have felt super duper intense in terms of driving and lack of time. But I'm hoping, as with all experiences on Drive the World, in two or three weeks' time, we will look back and go, how amazing was that Scandinavian little mini tour? And for me, a big part of why I wanted to do this was to just change up and freshen up the content for me in terms of a creation point of view, because I think the last three or four weeks in Europe, uh, it's it's been quite formulaic. I've had some great opportunities and I think made some really cool videos, the Nürburgring lap, the Michael Schumacher collection, uh, driveway goals with Jer Collector, uh, lots of different cool videos, but they're all kind of standalone videos. And so I wanted to make some more travel vlog-esque stuff and to hark back to our Nullarbor adventure in Australia. So basically go out into the wild and into the nature. Uh, but I think, yeah, as I say, underestimated the length, uh, uh, the amount of driving that was required to do this up and over bit of Scandinavia, but also the speed limits, the weather, just a lot of things which have slowed us down. So anyway, it is what it is. We've got a couple of days left. Once we get to Oslo, I'm then actually flying down to Munich because, wait for it, people, I'm working with BMW. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to or what I should be talking about, if I should be talking about this at this stage. Uh, more to come on the channel, uh, the main channel. Lots of you who are long-term viewers or listeners will know that I haven't necessarily had the best opinion on BMW over the last two or three years, but within the last 12 to 18 months, it's been changing, as it does sometimes happen. I know with Alejandro Salamondrin, he suddenly turned around and become the world's biggest Ferrari fan, which I absolutely love, and I'm claiming a part of that because last time I saw him, I did try and like get a bit of that Ferrari mentality uh, in his brain. I feel like it's worked so more on that on the US leg but it's happened to me and BMWs uh, I just feel like the last 12 to 18 months I've really started to become excited by their products by their brand we talked about it in a previous podcast and from that unbelievably I'm going to be working with them at a really huge and cool and exciting event they've got going on in Munich celebrating all the kind of like the future of BMW and the future of automotive so more on that to come but yeah we'll be flying down to Munich for that and then back to Oslo to collect the car and we start making our way south back towards the UK so we'll be stopping off in Stockholm for a couple of days uh, then down towards Copenhagen for literally one night uh, and then Amsterdam for two nights and then we're back in the UK in time-ish for Goodwood Festival of Speed. Uh, I don't know for sure that I'm going to be there. If I'm completely honest with you, I'm not sure I'm going to have the energy. Um, Goodwood is such a commitment, uh, such a sort of huge, huge thing. Just to go and enjoy, it's exhausting. Uh, I think I will try and get there because it would be a shame. It would have been the first time in about... 15 years that I haven't been to Festival of Speed, but no guarantees at this stage. But anyway, that's kind of what we're trying to get back for because uh, a number of our partners this year have got activations or things going on at Festival of Speed. Uh, and so it would be nice to be able to go and see them and support them and yeah, share some of the trip with them whilst I'm back in the UK. So I think that brings you up to speed with where we are, why we're here, what we're doing. I want to move on and talk about something that has excited me a lot, aside from Drive the World, uh, in the recent week, which is the reveal, the launch of the Porsche Cayman GT4 and Boxster Spider. 
Now, Vicky, I'll bring you back in because you're yawning on the bed back there. Um, <laughs> so our 718 Cayman S, how would you say that compared to the Carrera T? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. In, in terms of what? Well, wow, your, your opinion, your, just in your opinion, like how do you rate the Cayman S? Did you like it? Did you think it was I a did. good car? I did, yes. I think it was, I think it was slightly slower than our Carrerity, well, your Carrerity. Um, the one thing I miss about it in the Carrerity, and that's really a very superficial comment, is the uh, controls for the for the music and the audio system on the wheel. Oh yes, okay. I really miss that. I also really liked the shape of the seven eighteen on the outside. Good looking car. Good looking car. Which wrap did you prefer, the Cayman wrap or the Carrera T wrap? I kind of like them both in their own way. Oh. Uh, you, I don't know if the microphones picked that up, but there was like a very strange rumble. Oh, someone fell over. So, so can we, should we talk about the hotel yeah, quickly? Just to go back to where we are and what's going uh, on right opening now. Opening a bracket. Yeah, opening a bracket here. Slight pause. We're in the Radisson Blue Tron time, which seems to be a bit like a sort of 
student halls yeah like there's a bit of a rager going on like there's a lot of music happening a lot of girls dressed in very pro- provocative outfits basically underwear camo, basically. camo underwear considering it's like five degrees outside they are not wearing enough clothes they are going to get sick and they're also barefoot everyone seems to be everyone's barefoot barefoot. anyway there was a bit of a crash and a bang next door so we think maybe someone's fallen over uh anyway so sorry going back um i wanted to touch on what you said about the steering wheel it's a very interesting observation the carrera t comes with the porsche gt steering wheel or the sport steering i get confused which one's which but it's the one that's supposed to be like the gt3 Uh, so you get no controls because that distracts you from the pure driving experience what distracts me from the pure driving experience is having to change the music (laughs) on the actual console when you're asleep in the center console when i pass out in the passenger seat and vicky has to change all the yeah the volumes in the skip track button you do have to lean over to the center console and it's not an obvious position there's a lot of buttons down there and it's something i never really thought about until spending this much time in the car because this the gt-esque steering wheel is a nicer looking wheel it's a more classic looking wheel and it's no fuss but actually to live with every day i think you want the the, the on wheel controls and potential exclusive reveal um i'm not certain it's happening yet because I got no money, uh, but I'm hoping to find some money. But uh, I've been speaking to Portia Guilford about some wooden parts for the Carrera T. Something I've banged on about quite a lot in various Porsche content is that wood needs to come back. Forget carbon fiber. It's all about wood. And they do offer um, a, a parts you know, upgrade for the 991.2, which includes a wooden steering wheel with volume controls and all the different Sick. buttons so i know you, I, that that means I'll i've got yeah i've got vicky's permission to spend some cash now so um tbc where that's going to happen but the added benefit would be the return of yeah steering wheel controls but apart from that we liked the 718 didn't we it was just a good it's a very good car it was yeah it was just did everything it, it needed was, to do sure. however would you not agree that when it came to sound it sounded a bit poo compared to oh, the... Oh, yeah, it sounded, it sounded like nothing. Yeah, it was just a... Which I think is a common complaint for the four-cylinder 718s. Uh, they just sounded crap. And so even when you were pushing on, the car was very good and very quick. It was so unemotive. It was just like... So uh, the big question mark over the potential 718 GT4 was what were Porsche going to do? Were they going to stick with this sort of new era of turbocharging the four cylinders or were they going to go naturally aspirated? Um, Because I think it was, well, everyone wanted naturally aspirated maybe, but then it sort of felt like Porsche would be taking a step backwards if they did that. And there were just so many question marks and the, the GT4 kept getting delayed. We kept sort of kept seeing spy pics of it on the Nürburgring and, potential uh, re- release dates and reveal dates. Um, but anyway, finally, last week, I believe, it was revealed. And um, I think it's exciting. I think it's potentially good news. It's the four-litre uh, naturally aspirated engine. Uh, at the moment, only operated, offered with a manual gearbox. Um, looks good. It's got all the sort of GT aero that you would expect. It, it looks a bit like the TechArt 718 Cayman, if not exactly like that. And it looks like an updated version of the 981 GT4. I think it's great. I mean, I think it's fantastic. I love the 718. The idea of a GT4, I think, is perfect. 
I would love one. I don't think I'll ever get a slot on one. And I don't think I'll ever have them. Well, I, I might have the money to buy one at some point. I don't know when. Probably not this year. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, that's where Magnitude Finance, you guys come in. Just a quick plug there for my fantastic financing partners, Magnitude Finance. Um, but it's not an expensive car. That's why I say maybe one day I will. Because I think list in the UK, it's 74 grand or something, which still makes it relatively affordable in the Porsche GT lineup. Uh, if it had come out and been over 100, I would have been like, well, no chance. But I feel like uh, if things go my way and somehow magnitude pull through and Porsche somehow, I don't know how, why, would give me a slot, it feels relatively achievable. But let's see. I think it's brilliant. The big sort of uh, question mark is, I guess, over the box to Spider, a car which sometimes gets forgotten or overshadowed by the Cayman. Um, but the previous generation box to Spider was actually much rarer. Maybe not as hardcore, obviously, but much rarer in terms of actual numbers that were built and potentially more desirable if you were in a country where you could have the roof off constantly because the roof is really just a tent with the box to spider and that doesn't work in the UK or anywhere where you're going to have rain or snow or dirt. Um, but the 718 box to spider has got a lot more hype, I think, than the GT4. People are absolutely loving the lines of it. So quite an interesting thing. Not a car for me personally, um, but it seems to be that a lot more people are making, I feel, a lot more noise about the box to spider than the GT4. But both brilliant. Uh, I think Porsche have to be applauded. I'm not anti them going to the 4-litre. I think it's a brilliant decision. It revs to 8,000 RPM. The thing is going to sound amazing. But I'm not going to get too excited. I'm not going to talk about it too much because, as I say... What's the point? I don't think I'll ever be awarded a slot for one. And even if I did, well, I'd have to pretend to Vicky like I had to. I don't know where that money would have gone. Anyway, uh, let's move on. She wasn't paying attention, so we can talk about something else. Uh, um, I wanna... <laughs> I'm always paying attention. That's terrifying. Uh, I want to answer some of the questions you guys have been sending in, because uh, as we introduced a couple of episodes ago now, uh, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be trying to respond to you guys each week, uh, whether it's questions about Drive the World or questions about your own life, advice that you might want. Um, and so we're going to just dive in. Uh, I did this again on Instagram Story. And I'm going to pick out a few. We're not going to do too many. Hopefully, we're going to expand on lesser and rather than uh, do more. Very quick one I'm going to start with is uh, R. Coneal. RKO Neil, uh, where do I find the details of your US tour? Coming soon. I I'm literally waiting uh, to push the go live button on my US tour details as soon as Cars, the shipping partner, uh, give me the green light because we're just waiting for a couple of final documents to come back uh, for the car going to America. If you don't know, yes, the 911 Carrera T is going to be headed to America theoretically for the US leg um, but the paperwork involved as you can imagine of getting a car into the US uh, is a lot I mean it's, it's intense so we're just waiting I'm just waiting for them to say yes all clear all approved before I announce the US leg because if we have any issues there our US route is going to change quite dramatically um, so just to uh, have a little scroll through um, this is something I want to talk about Vicky to bring you back in sorry I don't know if you're scrolling, no, scrolling on Instagram I'm here I'm, well yeah I'm, you know I'm trying to catch up with my personal life zoning in zoning out um this is something that's come up quite a few times. Uh, luxurious, oh God, this is so hard. Luxurious Deed Shime, Died Shime. How bored was Vicky during the big R8 collection day? Somebody else asked, what does Vicky do when you're filming? You know, where does Vicky hide during the, you know, in-car moments, blah, blah. So I think we can say, and correct me if I'm wrong, 99% of the time you are with me. 
for yeah. Drive yeah. the World videos. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, yeah, 99 of 100 videos, I'm there. You're there. <laughs> so either we edit her out um, to the point where in the car, obviously the GoPro's angled so that you can't see her, or if I'm getting shots of the car or whatever it might be, she jumps out or... Um, often a lot of the shots that you see are actually filmed by Vicky. Um, I've, I've dabbled with an exterior cameraman, uh, cameraman. I had Joel. I don't know. Some of you might remember Joel used to appear on the old podcast. I've had, uh, Benson, Jonathan Benson helped me out on occasion. Uh, and now Vicky's taken on this kind of role of seen through glass camera person. Uh, and I just, you know, seen through glass all rounder, all rounder, ticking all the boxes. Um, that's a Love Island reference right there. Uh, <laughs> for you losers like me who <laughs> pretend like we don't enjoy, but actually much. love it. So gutted that it's not on tonight. Um, but yeah, so so a lot of the shots you see, Vicky's actually filming. But then every now and again, for sure, we have those moments like the uh, Audi R8 day or the driveway goals jerk collector video, where there's not really anything for you to do like i don't necessarily need your help there's nothing that you want to do so you usually what do you do well i just i'm either well the annoying thing is most times those kind of filming locations are not in the center of town or not nearby parks or shops or any sort of entertainment so i would just i would probably sit and read stuff catch up or most likely plan the ne- our next steps and try and go go through hotels go through the itinerary i was going to um, say there's a lot of hotel booking a I, lot of I, yeah. planning a lot of you know i use that time uh wisely <laughs> um but yeah no but it doesn't it doesn't phase me it doesn't bore me it hasn't bored me so far i think the the it, because if it bored it, it We've been together for a long time. Well, okay, now, now we're giving some personal details yeah. away. But but <laughs> I think what we can say is when we met, I I was already seen through glass. I was already doing. I was already running a YouTube channel. Yeah, so it's never been. So it's always been the case. So it doesn't feel like it's something new. Part of our existence or our relationship has always been that I've got to go off and film these videos. And um, from very early on in our relationship, Vicky's been around me whilst I've been filming and and had to or wanted to find ways to entertain herself as I nerd out about challenge fidelities in car parks. But I think it's important to say that you are also, you do find it interesting. You do find it exciting. You like meeting people. You like hearing about the cars. You like learning. It's only on some of them when they're like super technical and nerdy, i.e. the Michael Schumacher collection day, when it was like, I'm just going to go and do a one take walking around the Michael Schumacher collection. Yeah. But for I example, I enjoyed the Danny, Danny Rick, uh, was it Danny Rick? No. Oh, no. Who? What? Who was it? Well, I know what you're talking about. Oh, the one that we did before, Michael Schumacher's collection. Fernando Alonso? Yes. Okay. Right. Danny Rick. <laughs> <laughs> you liked the Fernando Alonso collection? Yes. And Did I you? enjoyed it. Okay. Because it was Because it was easy. It was an easy day. It was an easy day, what yeah. I, what I find boring is the sort of, uh, sort of factory visit. And yeah. I think And I think your viewers would also agree that that's a... Yeah. <laughs> Some of them, I think, might find it interesting. I, I, I'm not a factory visit kind of guy. That's very much a Shmi 150 territory. And I think both of us struggle in that environment. But there, there are definitely just some videos where I know it's not going to be that entertaining or exciting for you. And I think you know it as well. And we should try and go, right, now would be a good time for Vicky to go and have time to herself or to do catch up with her friends or to do some work or whatever. It's usually work, let's be realistic. Um, but at the same time, 
there hasn't really been a moment where we either of us have been twiddling our thumbs. Really, no, have not at all. I mean, if, if anything, we're running out of time. Yeah, yeah, we're anything. always stressed and exhausted. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, then talking about. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. I'm trying to find a segue there. I just I didn't have one. Um, <laughs> What's worse than next one? Interroads has asked podcast recommendations, please. And this comes off the back of actually us asking for podcast recommendations earlier in the week. Knowing Desperately we, asking for podcast yeah, recommendations. Knowing that we had this big Scandinavian tour, we were looking for podcast recommendations because this is how we pass the time in the car. Uh, many of you have asked this, like, what do we do on these long road trips? We churn through podcasts. We churn podcasts uh, I mean the whole reason I was inspired to start this podcast was because we were listening to so many on road trips it just passes the time like nothing else and this is from coming from someone who loves music like I'm obsessed with music I used to back in the day always make road trip specific playlists listen to the same track over and over again loved it super happy until the day of podcasts at which point uh, my music consumption has diminished and my podcast consumption has increased um no end so, <laughs> so recommendations recommendations should we bash through the easy ones as in like if you haven't listened to these where have you been like you're just getting to podcasts <laughs> maybe you listen to this maybe you listen to well you used to listen to uh salamandrin's uh, let's talk about casio you might listening to the smoking tires uh what does he call his podcast i think he just calls it the smoking tire I'm thinking yeah. of automated ones. If you haven't checked out WTF1, they do some awesome podcasts around the F1 season and F1 history. Um, and then away from automotive. Wow, I just my stomach just wow. rumbled. Again, I don't think the microphone picked you see, that if up. You hear, if you hear something like, like a cat If you hear something weird, cat. <laughs> like a cat <laughs> screaming. That sounds If you heard a cat screaming, that was my stomach. That was super weird. At least you went... Well, and I just ate a huge risotto, so that's weird. Um, sorry, slight distraction there. Uh, so, yes, let's cover off the, you know, I've never listened to podcasts before. Serial. Yes, the first two or something. No, one and three. Yeah, so yeah, arguably sure, the best. Uh, it's, it's a true cut, true crime podcast. These are, the, I think, the best genre of podcast. It's basically journalists or investigators trying to solve True crime. Oh my god. Murder mysteries. One over death. Cold cases. Yeah, true crime cases. There we go. I just have to say it slowly. Um, And Serial is arguably the best one. Uh, I won't give away too many details, but it's just amazing and it keeps you on the edge of your seat and it's super addictive. And season one is the best. And then, well, season. How do you even remember that? We listened to that like three years ago. Because it's the best one. The season two was super dodgy. Season three, they're now in like the courtroom. We didn't really like it. Actually, we listened to like two episodes and bailed. But there's a one called S Town, which is effectively the same people and the same I production didn't company. Enjoy Are you mad? You constantly tell me that you loved it and I slag it off. And you're which like, one was S Town? The S Town was the one with the guy with the tattoos and the and the weird maze. Yeah, the weird maze. No, I didn't enjoy that. Oh, I'm that. literally going to punch you. <laughs> because oh, my the, God. You're going to get an abuse the, report the amount, on this podcast. The am- People will report you. The amount of times I've said, oh, I didn't really like S-Town. And you're like, what are you talking about? It's so good. Like, S-Town was the best podcast we listened to. No, I, th- I think you're jet lagged. Oh, anyway, keep going. I'm so angry. It's not even funny. Anyway. Listen to Serial. Um, did uh, Dirty John. Dirty John was also good. There's been a, a TV series, I think a Netflix series, that come out about that. 
Um, which are the ones we listen to? I'm going to go through my list. Okay, actually. let's let's go for, for the more more recent ones. So, go um, <laughs> <Sure>, then. <laughs> Life and death in LA. To, no, to live and die in LA. To live and die in LA. That's a recent Sick. one that we listen to, which is pretty pretty good because it's a sort of live narrative. So the case actually unfolds and evolves as they're recording the podcast. So you get them reacting to real life moments, which is, is quite closure. exciting. Uh, there is closure. Good point. Because most of the, most of the time, these podcasts never come to anything it's so frustrating it's you know you spend all this time listening committing and dedicating yourself to these characters and the story and then you don't get any closure Good but point. this one does so to, to live, live and, and die, die in, LA. in LA. Uh, teacher's yeah. pet the soft oh, soil. Yes, teacher's this one pet is good. We loved because we listened to in Australia, and it's about Australia, and it's about an area in Sydney that we stayed in. Um, so it was very relevant to us, and we we really enjoyed and the now, teacher's and pet. This this just happens so randomly because we just we choose these podcasts at random, or we just browse through. So this happened to us in Australia, and now what's happened to us in Norway? The podcast that we've currently been listening to, Death in Ice Valley. Death in Ice Valley. The 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 action takes place in Norway, right by where we are right now. So that well, was actually, really... no, it's a bit further south, but okay. Oh, well, yeah. oh, <laughs> no matter what. Okay, uh, the dropout. Do you remember that one about that nutter con woman? Oh, I didn't enjoy that. It's a bit businessy and not not. It's for the more intellectual listener. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mogul was one that I actually listened to without you, so that's awkward. But it's quite interesting for those into the hip hop rap scene. I think maybe Paul Wallace recommended it. I can't remember, but it's about a guy who genuinely, like, basically made Fifty Cent um, and uh, ended up committing suicide. And so it's actually really, really interesting. Uh, if you want to let's, let's not forget our favorite. Don't, don't, please don't, don't out me. The MIC <laughs> drop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. I won't say what it is. You guys can Google it and make your own conclusions and judgments. For I should have said, and I totally missed F1 Beyond the Grid, which I am obsessed with. When Vicky falls asleep in the car, that's what I get to listen to. Unfortunately, I don't get to listen to it when she's awake. So uh, I have to catch up with a few episodes. But I just fall asleep. Every time you put an episode, I fall asleep. It bores me to death. But for anyone in F1, it's brilliant. Um, and then quickly, the only other one which I'm going to shout again... Uh, oh, sorry, A Killing on the Cape was good. Uh, but Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Uh, who remembers Punked? Dax Shepard was the blonde guy in that. He's now married to Kristen Bell, who was, uh, who's an actress that... Forgetting Sarah Marshall, she was the blonde one. Anyway, he's kind of this slightly weird guy, slightly... Anyway, it started off a bit weak. It was all a bit about him, but he now interviews his celebrity mates or celebrities, everyone from Amy Schumer to Mila Kunis to, uh, to, to Seth Rogen to whoever. They're really long and quite in-depth, and they're all about, like, you know, getting in touch with your emotions and, like, why are you like that? He just did one with Will Ferrell that I highly recommend. Give him a, like, give it a go. As I say, it's quite American and it's quite like, uh, who are you and how, this is how we feel. But once you get into it and kind of understand this Dax guy, uh, I quite enjoy them. So that's a different one. But Vicky's not, she doesn't like him. Um, 
So that's probably our podcast recommendations, right? I yeah, think. quite quite a few there for you. Quite a few, yeah. We we probably should have listed a them in a better way. The whole around the world trip worth of podcasts. Of podcasts, <laughs> yeah, but we're still looking for more. So yeah. yeah. So any any ones that we haven't mentioned now, please P- please let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And don't say case file because Sam hates the voice of the guy. Oh my god! No, and I don't like single episodes. I like I like series. I like I like you like a yeah. long story. Uh, I'm trying to wrap things up, so um, just <laughs> okay, sorry. just sh- 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 shut your mouth when you're talking to me. You guys might might not hear me on the next episode. No, she's going to be cut out. Uh, well, because <laughs> it is 11:30 and I've got work to do, and we've got another early start tomorrow as we head over to Chris Johnson and Alison's. Uh, apologies if I'm being racist to any Scandinavian offensive, Norwegian listeners. Offensive. Thank you're not you. racist. It's completely different. Okay, so I am, you know I struggle with words. Uh, if you're watching us here on YouTube, make sure to give this video a thumbs up, hit subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes. Uh, if you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, make sure again you subscribe or follow to this series. But actually what I would ask you to do is please give us a five-star rating, especially if you're listening to us on iTunes podcasts. But wherever you are, if you have the opportunity to rate us, Please do so. It will help others discover, find, and listen to this podcast. Uh, and that's all we can really ask of you. But And uh, get Sam to promote me as a co-host of this podcast, please. Okay, we're going to cut things off right there. <laughs> uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. We will catch up with you next week for another episode of Behind the Glass. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.